Hey, beautiful people, and welcome to Concealed Scars. Today's episode is on depression. Men between the ages of 18 and 44 have a daily feelings of depression or anxiety. Some young African African American men are less likely to use professional help. Suicide is considered to be the third leading cause of death for African American men between the ages of 15 and 24. Today we have Eddie Bowes, who is CEO, owner, creator of Eddie Bowes Music. Thank you for coming and being a part of this podcast and journey with me in this episode. Tell us about you a little bit. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So you already know. Shout out to our school. You know, I'm a Bethune Cookman University alum, uh, Sanford, Florida native, recording artist. I'm a graphic designer, social worker. I'm a goddad, an uncle, I'm a chef in the kitchen. I do I have all kind of, <laughs> you know, hats on my sleeve. So um, but yeah, that's a little little much about me. Okay. So this is a very deep topic and I do appreciate you bringing this topic to my attention. Cause people don't know, like for the most part, my guests pick the topic they want to talk about unless I have an idea of who I want to have in mind to talk about certain gotcha. stuff. So I want to start off with how do you personally invest in your own mental health? Uh, I personally invest in my own mental health by recording music. I think music for me is an outlet that allowed me to express my thought patterns and allow me to get out the frustration or the deep thoughts or the anger or the unspoken conversations that I haven't spoke upon yet against you know with my peers um i also reach out to you know a couple org brothers that i keep close to me just for advice and Mm -hmm. i cook too cooking helped me i feel like when i'm cooking i'm painting a picture because like you know you want to when you look at a picture you got to look good so every time i'm in the kitchen you know cooking i look at it as me painting i want it to look good and not only look good but taste good so those are some things that I, that helps me with, you know, mental health. Okay. I can feel that. Music for me, I think music for a lot of people gets them in a certain element or can take them to a certain place that's not a part of their reality, whether it be good or bad, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely so, makes sense. I, I can agree on that. What is your perception of depression in general um, and to you as a whole? Um, in general, I think depression is hmm, depression in general is a type of feeling that most individuals think can be cured. It's mm-hmm. something that circles around and it, it leaves you stuck. And you know, there are some people that can't handle it that aren't. Depression to me personally is a type of feeling that overcomes you during the, the most hardest time that have you just feeling like worthless or not worthy of anything 
is it, it hit it cut deeper than you know a splinter or a piece of glass touch you know what i'm saying like depression is deeper than what you think it is like it's a mental illness in my in my way of thinking it's a million it's a mental illness that some people are afraid to challenge mm-hmm. yeah How has depression personally affected you? And you don't have to go too into detail. Um, man, so like before I got the Bethune cut, man, um, I was dealing with depression for a long time. You know, like graduating from high school, my grandmother, she passed away in front of me. And that alone, it, it did something to me. Like it, it really messed me up to the point where I'll, I'll, I allow the negative thinking to become a habit versus me being the positive person I am. Mm-hmm. And depression was something that I couldn't quite get a grip on. It was just, I knew when I was sad or down or angry or not myself, I knew I was depressed. And it did some things, man. It, it, you know, it, it pushed away people. You know, I lost a lot of people that really was good to me. You know, um, I scared people. It's something that I take, I don't take light because, you know, depression almost caused me to take my own life, just being real with you. And I didn't know it was that real until the people around me was crying when they f- found out what I was trying to do to myself. And this was all before I got it with them. So when I got to Cookman, it was like, it was like the beach to me, you know, like, yeah, it was smooth because I saw people the same color as me. Everybody had the same goals. You know, I wasn't alone. I was able to be approached by different people who look like me, talk like me, act like me, have a lot of similarities in within personality. So I found myself not having to deal with those things that I grew up struggling with or trying to get away from. Yeah. But depression, depression, it was like that was my worst nightmare. I got a lot to you. I understand. I'm glad you're here to tell your Thank story because you. you could be helping somebody. Yeah. Just Definitely. being able to openly share it the best way you can. You know, I don't want to yeah. push too far. Oh, no. Nah, you good. <laughs> Do your thing. This is your podcast. I'm, you know, I'm very yeah. transparent. We're coming, so anything, don't ever feel like you making me offended or anything. Like, one thing I could say, like, all the things mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I just pray like I just wish someone who are no longer here to suicide or depression. I just wish they had the strength that I that I have because only strong survive, you know, yeah. and that's sometimes that's hard to say because even the strongest person can be too. But you just gotta know 
when it bounce back, and when you do be in a position to bounce back, you gotta take take even to it right in and, and let it. Yeah. Okay. okay, you gotta get the help right then and there. How do you deal with it in a positive way? Then and now, if you have um, moments of it. Then, then I dealt with it by talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, I used to write quotes. My dream, a wall. Not you walked in. Wow. Yeah. Walk into my room, you know. So, cool spots. Mm-hmm. Or just anything that I thought like, right? I want to walk at the college. Is, you know, I said all kinds of stuff on the wall, and that's what I did then. Now, I use if I do find myself being depressed or down by something, I reach out to my older brothers, I call my mom. Yeah, but my first go to go to the studio that's like the medicine to my hurt, the medicine to my pain, like, you know, it's not kind of like it's not pain. I Record music and the engine, you don't say nothing, you don't buy good. It's not like I need to change because you already know I'm experienced, so yeah, Yeah, and that's like pretty much what I do. Okay, I'm going to reach out to people and talk about the things I go through. Now, when you reach out to people, is it professionally or are these your friends? Have you ever? reached out to someone professionally um so a while back but I had a bad experience even if I couldn't try that could me too I had two bad experiences it was pretty much like was mm-hmm. it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable communication with the people around me because I want to become very successful with my music. You know, I want people around me that know who I am, know what I'm trying to do, and what I'm trying to, where I'm trying to go. So I'm building establishments or partnerships, so whatever you want to call it, different type of individuals yeah. who understand my love, which are in the things that I've been through. It's the same thing. So I reach out to you, my old teachers, I couldn't. Like I hit the most. Talk, get some advice. Mm-hmm. So, I like right. to be as much until so, I graduated because I wasn't, even though like I was, you know, well known in college. With doing commit, I wasn't very social. And, and it hit me until I found myself not talking to people who, you know, I you know, was hanging with in school or my or in school wasn't talking. 
Yeah. So I had to, I had to like, really like give myself, like, tell myself I'm more than what society has described me as. I'm not the average type of person. And depression would never be something that will defeat me or my element when I know more than a bugger. Well, I say on that. Life after graduation, it really does. It hit. <laughs> yeah, it's it different after graduation. It, it does. It puts a lot of stuff into perspective. Yeah. Especially first few months, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know, when you first out of college, those first few months going to feel good. Everybody, you know, congratulations, getting your gifts and you hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then once that night might come, The way the real come, you gotta fit. Yeah. Some point. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry that you had two bad experiences, but I'm also glad that you still have people you can go to yeah, to just at least vent, get it off your chest, because it's good yeah. to have that, even if you're not like spending money to go get therapy you still have some form of therapy and then you've got your music and everything else that you've been doing to kind of be a release and a getaway so I'm proud of you for that thank you what advice you're welcome what advice would you give to those dealing with depression specifically young men and young black men at that so The advice that I would give young black men in today's to love like you love celebrities or you love basketball things that every day you gotta get that same passion to your heart yourself I ain't gonna lie to you like the biggest thing that helped me was my last breakup with my ex you know like you know mm-hmm. giving a you got Different, you know, like I had to really understand certain things and why was I accepting certain a certain type of way when I didn't deserve it or wasn't built for. And the whole time I was, I had everything in order. Like the most thing I felt was, and I had to learn how to love myself while being single. Being single has helped me to, and I'm still currently single. And it has helped me to become more aware of myself, more open to getting help, more open to being outspoken, more that we're all just human. So if I'm being out here in the world trying to be great, like everybody else, then who am I to judge? Who am I to say? But like it is okay to get up. Man, in America, are afraid to you know, because of being looked at a certain way. Yeah. Like I grew up with trauma. I, I ain't gonna care. Like when I I grew up and, and I'm not afraid to talk about it. Like growing up for me, mm-hmm. if I cry, I got I got I got hit. You know, my dad used to hit me. If, I used to be like, "Boy, shut your mouth! You cannot be crying. You too big to be sick." And imagine yeah. hearing that all the time. So 
every time I, um, I wanted to be emotional or show my I couldn't because if I did, it was gonna put me in a bad situation. So I had to, and that, and, and that trauma came with me all the way to cooking. Not gonna lie, like that trauma came all the way to cooking, and it caused me to be angry, and I was so mad. Like I remember when I. It's like back in school, I was a very angry black man, and I and every day I couldn't understand why. Like my word brother used to be like, "Bro, like what? You get mad? Like what's good? Like talk to me." And I just couldn't tell him like why. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get mm-hmm. help. Like I had to deep uh, and say, "What's really the issue? Like what's going on?" So that's why I'm into it. Like. Go after the first. Don't chase people. People will let, let you down. Each and but mm-hmm. you're chasing your goals, your dreams. You. Should. But also, I. You know, okay. Identify you hurting. Yeah. You just want that pile up. And when you, you know, like a cup of water, you fill it up too much. Don't what? And that's something. Overflow. And that's how I was. Well, like, I was growing up. And I used to let. And I speak. Speak. Mm-hmm. At breaking point, calls me to be looked at as an angry black man because everybody was so used to Eddie, so nice, Eddie, cool, Eddie, do this for you, Eddie, do this and that. But it wasn't because of Eddie, was hurting so much mm-hmm. because people. Was taking a yeah, but it wasn't was trying to really un- person. Now it's different, you, you know. I tell everybody, like, you look at my social media, they're living a life of love, but you sweet. I'd be going to DD right now looking for a job, like, no, can't, like, I would not be on DD looking for a job. I would not, like, yeah, for real. I'm no better than anybody. Um, I'm, I'm because it's one. Use it to known for so. Anything related to music that's a positive yeah. impact. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm gonna post it. I got the image. Can't see, especially when you have a, look at it a certain way. If I know, yeah. I know right now it's not going in the world and commit a crime. You know what I'm saying? Because of my image. So I'll be also with. That's why I said black. Like find yourself, find what you like, find who you are as a person, and if you don't find that deep down inside, do it. Go get the books. and help you find. Nah, I only been in therapy twice, and it just yeah, how I'm strong-minded, and I know how different ways to bring more happiness than pain and sorrow. Like, so right now, it's scary. heavy <laughs> I don't really have a comment <laughs> but that's really good advice because it's something a lot of people need to hear and to take into consideration but I just tell you black kid 
just love themselves no matter you know I got friends who committed suicide or passed away with cancer or you know who was depressed and just gave up yeah a lot of time but when like man only if y'all listen and like because now we ain't got to struggle no more you know what I'm saying like I don't have to talk about any more music no more like if you listen to those cooking days, the 2012 to 2016 era, I was struggling bad. I was. Mhm. Changed. But when I graduated, life changed me. I really don't have to talk about that no more. Like, if then, you know, like I had to figure out like how to love me. You know, I, I knew in college, I couldn't go back to the hood because it would have it would have did something to me. You know. And then when I seen Trayvon Martin get killed, that really yeah. like man, you want to stay in school. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kid you not. Mm-hmm. I tell so, so, you, know, like, I'm not more chestnut, but I'm not like another person. Like, uh, I love me just as much as. Like, I love you enough to not be afraid to lose nobody. Yeah. Some people said, some people go, you know, I tried dating after I, I separated, but, you know, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you taking your time to just focus on you and Most putting time. everything into your work. Yeah. One last question, and then I'm gonna let you go. What comes to time. mind? You great. What comes to mind when you hear the term "concealed scars"? I ask everybody. This. It's no yeah, That's a good question. <laughs> that is a deep, good question. It remind me of it remind me of a, a question that I got asked in a, in an interview about. If you see a koala bear in a path in a in a in a pathway eating jelly beans, what would you do? And what would you say? What would your first move be? And what would you do? So to answer your question, concealed scars is pretty much holding on to something that you think you don't need. Holding on to something that you think you need that will cause you that will have you thinking that it's okay to be that way. Like I kid you. She told me that would. So my friend, mm-hmm. do you think you're depressed? Why do you think you're depressed? And then what, what are you doing to not be depressed? And I said, this is my everyday lifestyle. This is my everyday living. You either get with it or you get lost. So I asked her, why do you feel like it's okay to hold on to something that you are protecting that you know you don't really need, which was depression. Mm-hmm. And she just pretty much got upset and angry. And just saying that reminds me of the term concealed scars. It's like we hold on, we hold on to, to let's say, for example, depression. Well, some people use it in ways to make to want other people feel sorry for them. Some people really don't know how to bounce back from that mental illness. Some people don't even realize that they're depressed, but over the time, over a period of time, they catch on. 
So concealed scars is pretty much an objective, which is depression or anxiety or those type of things that's being held on that people feel like they need, which they really don't. And it's damaging them each and every day and holding them back from being great because they're protecting it, not realizing it's only hurting them. I'm a victim of holding on to concealed scars. Like, this is, you know, I'm at a point in my life, this is the scariest point of my life right now. And it's only scary because I'm reaching my highest peak with success. And as success comes, as as many success comes, a lot of doors are starting to be revealed of my true self or what I really went through as growing up. So a lot of people are reading my story, reading the articles, listening to my interviews, hearing what I'm talking about and being surprised that I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I had concealed scars that I had trauma. That was very like the worst one. I, I feel like I used to say all the time in school, y'all don't know me, y'all don't feel my pain, y'all ain't never been through this. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that you feel me and you really don't. That's a concealed scar. Like, that's bad. So, I don't know, I can go in more into depth, but I hope that answers your question. No, there's no wrong answer to it. I just wanted to know what you thought of when you heard it. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule. Thank I know you, you do like a million things. <laughs> yeah, You're welcome. Man. I appreciate just, you. You're welcome. Thank you. And just being a part of this, this is this was a really good. This was good. So. Yeah, this is dope. Like, this is very dope, and I help so many people be healed that's scared to talk about the unspoken conversation that's not in in the everyday conversation. That's the name of my book, by the way. So I... Now I can. What's the name of the book? Yeah, I'm planning to drop a book called Unspoken Conversations. And it's pretty much a book about my life where I come from, where I'm at today, and where I'm trying to go. And, yeah, so I'm planning to release that sometime this year. But um, part of me is scared. Part of me is just like, do it. And don't worry about what people say. You may think about you. And so I say that to say, as I pray for you. Of course. Yeah. Well, congratulations. You know, it might not be out yet, but still, it takes a lot to write a book. Takes a whole Especially on yourself. You got to talk about yourself. That's a lot. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That's something to look forward to. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode, and we'll see you next time on Concealed Scars.
I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committee. I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committee. I secure the bag, chasing a check in your city. I secure the bag, chasing a check in your city. Now they mad at me, cause now they mad at me, cause I got what they need, but I got what they need, but I'll let you in on the secret. I'll let you in on the secret. I'll let you in on the secret. Jump on it, jump on the way. Jump on it, jump on it, jump on the way. I'm tryna, I'm telling you how to play. Jump on it, if you just jump on the way. Jump on the way. Niggas still in the 